Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Welcome to One Decent Pastor. Mm-hmm. How are you, fellers? <laughs> we're doing. We're doing good. Yeah. Uh, Chad's down to one hall, so yeah. We'll see how, we'll how one, he does. One single hall. Let's hope that it'll be enough to yeah. get me through this. We need to get you a mute button or a, co- like right, a, a cough, cough button, button, something like that. I definitely yeah, need that. That'd be a good thing to have. Yeah. You found Still, any, any corpses in your house lately, Brent? <laughs> matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, matter of fact, there was a headless awesome pfeffer in the cat Wait, room. Wait, is that real? That's what the Bugs Bunny always called uh-huh. these hunting rabbit. Oh, okay, gotcha, when you gotcha, would have gotcha, awesome gotcha. pfeffer. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like I think that's, that's an old school word. Yeah, it sounds German. There was a big, yeah. a wascally wabbit, mm. a large one that had no yeah. more. It was. I won't go into detail, but it was gross. And Joy didn't <laughs> want to deal with it, and so she asked me to, and I kind of was thinking, it's your cats, and you should. But then she pulled out the you're the man card, so I went down and did it. Do you kill the spiders, too, when there's a spider? Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, I get yeah. that one. I kind of I knew I was signing up for that. I didn't know I was signing up for, <laughs> for corpses. Headless rabbits. Yeah, rabbit corpses. Headless <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> pfeffers? Yeah, awesome pfeffers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so that's you know, that's happening. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, that, that's a that's a word that doesn't get thrown out very often. No, I used to love those old Bugs Bunnies. Yeah, they're so good. bad, dude. They're definitely not politically correct, but like, oh, that's part not. of what made them so rad. Well, they probably weren't even politically correct then. No, I, I agree. Certainly not now. They were risque, man. For yeah. sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They good. got close to some lines. Who's your Who's your favorite <laughs> Bugs Bunny character? I mean, he was he, on both sides because he was even cross dressing. I know half the episodes. That, man, that wasn't like even a thing back then. No, man. What are we doing, Brent? I said, who's your favorite Bugs Bunny character? <sighs> There's too many good ones. I mean, I like Yosemite Sam's obviously legit, but I just like the way that um, I just like the way that Elmer Fudd talks like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. That's good. I always like Speedy, Speedy Gonzalez yeah. and Pokey. No, yeah, Speedy. For sure. there was yeah. like when they they were rare. So you're so. talking about Looney Tune characters, yeah. not just Bugs Bunny. Well, it's specific. all the same. Okay, it's all the same thing. No, Lo- yeah. Looney Tunes has a lot of good characters. Yeah, sure. they're, they're, they're all pretty good characters. We have the box sets on DVD. We like found them when the kids were kids. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we got to have this because me and Carrie, you know, we. We grew up on those, man, and they're just good, man. I'll pop them in once in a while and be like, mm-hmm. the least, poli- the least politically correct has got to be uh, Pepe Le Pew. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just you think force himself <laughs> a little bit on the yeah cats with yeah. white painted stripes on their back. Yeah, yeah. It's, those were the good old days. Pretty advanced for if we know, if we could age. get a candidate to to campaign on bringing back some cartoons like that, I'll vote for him. There you go. It's pretty awesome. I'm a Bugs Bunny guy myself. Yeah. Looney Tunes were good. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. That and the Little Rascals, man. I mean, not a cartoon, obviously. But right. The original Little I used to binge those. So I had to go out and find all those on DVD, too. And, uh, yeah, they're just amazing. I can watch them all yeah. day. All day long. Man, I know, I know where to go for some vintage. No, we got it. Vintage stuff. We, we, got, the go- we got the goods, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably, um, you know, stuff that should be banned and burnt. <laughs> But uh, I've got it in a vault. So, yeah. Nice. Yep. Cool. What now? I'm ready to dive in, David. I got, I got no. We're diving yeah. in? Sure. 
I don't know. I mean, you got I don't more, even know where we're diving yeah, we're, back We're just in going at. from Bugs Bunny straight into the church. Uh, <laughs> it almost seems wrong. I am going to see the Delta Bombers tonight. Oh, really? Not that I I mean, my wife, they're pretty good, but my wife loves them. Yeah. So yeah. every time that they come to town, she's like, you got to take me to see the Delta Bombers. So, and I don't know who's opening for them. So, but. I didn't even know they were coming, so. I didn't either. Yeah. I guess they come regularly now. They're, you know, they're from Vegas. They're not that far, and they do pretty well every time they come to Bend. There's kind of a... <clears throat> A little rockabilly community here that fills whatever venue they're going to play in. So, yeah, they've been coming pretty regularly. Yeah, we'll have fun with it. So she's like, let's go. So I get to go hear some good music tonight. Nice. Yeah. It's Not that that matters. Tomorrow. I'm just trying to find a better transition, and that still doesn't transition. Yeah. Uh, it's Groundhog Day tomorrow. You got, you got plans? It's Groundhog yeah. Day? You got plans for Groundhog Day? Are you watching that movie, Chad? <laughs> I don't what know. Do are you a Bill Murray guy? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. We've talked about yeah. this before. Have we? Yeah. That's, a, that's a classic. Yeah. Groundhog Day. <coughs> Ned Ryerson, great character. What's, right. what's the name of the town? Uh, Punxsutawney. There we go. And the and so it's Punxsutawney Phil. Phil yep. is the name of the groundhog. And, of course, you know, PETA is not, not down with Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. You I know. kind of felt like my cats were trying to tell me that there's going to be six more weeks of winter. I bring <laughs> with, the, with your headless felt like it, kind of looked, it looked a little bit like a <laughs> groundhog, but it was a rabbit. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. We need to put meat in our freezer. We got two more months left. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Cat, cats are doing the best they can. <laughs> you could have made a pretty good stew with that, I would say. Like, I'll fed, tell you what, Monday was legit. <laughs> Dude, I went to Bend on Monday, and it was 65 and yeah, sunny. Yeah, it was 60. It was like I had a flannel on. I, had, I literally got hot. I had to take my flannel off. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went down to the, the river wave, and there were dudes lined up. Everyone was surfing. Like, they um, opened the reservoir and, like, put the gates up, and, like, it was like a, a summer day almost. I liked it, but I don't. I'm not getting my hopes up. Well, you can't. Right. Get, yeah. You can't get your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Tuesday was depressing. Monday was rad, which made Tuesday depressing. Because it was not the same. Right. Yeah. But um, I can't remember. When there is a loud noise. When there is a loud noise. <laughs> you want to tell people what we're doing or just, just We're doing this. <laughs> we're, we're finishing, we promise. Right, Chad? We promise. Yeah, we promise. We're, for for we're, now. We're finishing the Chally's list on thoughts on the church. And there's only a few left here. And then I added a couple that are maybe that we'll tack on at the end. So we're continuing through the list that we've been in for three weeks now, yeah. basically. Uh, when there's a loud noise in church, so these are just things to think about, thoughts for the church. Uh, when it's a child who cries out or a disabled person who causes a disturbance, which that disturbs me. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm trying to dude. picture like, what went Like out. someone having a seizure, like the whole wheelchair like tipped yeah. over. Yeah, what, what happened? All right. <laughs> a member who drops their water bottle on the floor, so whatever kind of disturbance be the person who doesn't turn around and look at them they're already embarrassed it made me think about every time sound goes wrong in the sound booth <laughs> right. and because our sound booth is kind of like it's obvious hear, where we're looking when you hear feedback yeah. feedback yeah. or when the mic's not working or something weird <laughs> happens all eyes are just up there and that's not good be the person who doesn't do that so what are your thoughts guys that made me think of years ago. I remember one time where, um, and this—I mean, I'm talking probably 25 years ago. So it was a long time ago. We had a, mo- a mom with a crying baby in church, and the pastor actually stopped his sermon, bro, and called her out and said, "You know, like, could you please go to the nursery? This is super distracting." And they never came back to church again, bro. We had, we, yeah, we had the same thing. I can only guess what 
denomination that was because <laughs> we, we all belong it's not the one you're thinking oh okay no, i was gonna say I, we I all belonged thinking. to one right. that actually makes it clear like right. we do not want your kids yeah it wasn't that one in the service so we were at that one yeah years ago and there was a mom holding a newer baby toward the back and she should have taken it out like it was crying long enough yeah, where it's yeah. like you, you probably should have taken your kid out but he finally stopped like mid-sentence in his sermon and and, and didn't address her it was actually a little more rude where he looked at someone else next to her and said, can someone help this lady out of here? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, dang, man. I hope yeah. she's not a visitor. All right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, don't, crazy. don't do that. So I, I do look back when I hear something because I'm trying to, like, am I, should I jump up and help? Sure. I'm not looking. If you're not, you know, if you're looking back irritated with a scowl on your face um, because you've been put out by a noise or whatever, that's that's kind of weird. But if you're actually trying to be part of a solution, you know, there's something you hear, a, you know, somebody, a disabled well, person tips over in their wheelchair. Yeah, you just keep looking help forward. If an older person's like having a seizure and like nobody's <laughs> yeah. looking, like right. don't look, don't look, don't look. There's another problem. Yeah. That's all I could thought. Another but, problem. But that whole like that idea that you know you should never be disrupted or you know any irritation. You know, you're just waiting to be irritated. Yeah, yeah for sure. That, that's a problem. But I think for that's sure. you know. Yeah, I think that's what he's getting at. I think the other thing I, I think of about this, and, and Brent, I hope this doesn't bring back your PTSD. But oh golly, the, the, the church service where we had a had a guy visitor uh, that just let out a big belch in the middle of service on purpose. On, I mean, yeah. like like While I'm of preaching. elf proportion. Like, oh, this will be a good one. I mean, it was like like think elf. It was that okay. kind of. It was bad. Um, and then he was fiddling in his backpack with a water bottle. I think he was just squeezing the plastic just to make noise. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. And, and I think there was a butterfly knife involved in there somewhere. Does the name came, start with a T? Out. No. No. No, this was a big tall guy. Joe. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, it was It was about as distracting as he it was. He uh, was yeah. hard not to look. Part of the homeless shelter and, and okay. ended up staying for church that day. And, gotcha. and it was bad. It was, it was, he was trying to be a distraction. Yeah, for sure. You couldn't help but notice this guy. Yeah. That was a whole different thing. Yeah, because yeah. there's another guy that I tries think he to wanted that, to be looked at. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. This guy wanted the attention, I think. So the, the, the bottom... The bottom line is, or the reason for this, obviously, is that they're already embarrassed enough. If, if it's not Joe, if it's an actual yeah, accident, right. Joe wasn't embarrassed. Not, not <laughs> that's the, my, not that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> if it's an actual accident, or or the sound guy is up there and he's doing yeah. something, he's trying to control. He's already uncomfortable with the task that he has, and it's like, yeah, just don't make it work. I mean, if you if you think of the church as not not an event or not a you, there you you're go, not a, you're not at a show, not a production. Yeah, yeah it's not a, a professional production. production. You're you're a family that's you know we're, we're gathered around to to spend time together. You're going to hear distractions. Yep, you're right. going to hear kids make noises. Yep. You know, be have that yeah, mindset of like it. this is expected. This yeah. is normal. Um, don't go out of your way to be a distraction. And there's times yeah. when it you know people can do that. But yeah. right. But in yeah, general, we're not here, we're not yeah. doing what we do to look good. We're doing what we do yeah. to make everything functional as a worship service, yep. right? And so, yeah, there's going to be things that don't happen, right? And it's not, it doesn't need to be an embarrassment. I but, always feel yeah. bad for a, a, like a family who has a, a loud child or something like that. And you, yeah. they get these looks of just, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. And to me, it's, it, that's just, be kind, be gracious. Be Remember kind. when you had kids that little and, and make them feel welcome and at home here. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would spank them immediately if they were being, <laughs> not going to embarrass me like that. That's right. Uh, the one ministry that always need. oh my goodness, why are we doing this? The one ministry that always <laughs> needs more people is the child care ministry. So get your name on a list and serve it. This is yep. what a coincidence. Next. 
This reminds me of the one, this reminds me of one earlier in the list where he talked about everybody wants to be part of a praying church, but nobody wants to show up to a prayer meeting. Yep. And this is one of those everybody wants to see young families in their church. Yep. Everybody wants kids, a vibrant you know youth ministry. We realize the importance of serving our you know that generation, or, sure. or you know they're not yeah. they're not going to have you know they're not going to stay in the church. So we all know this, but people are either they for a lot of people they don't feel like they're equipped to do it or sure. um, called to do it. Like that's not my the area where I'm going to thrive. And so right. I, I get it. Not everybody's supposed to be in child children's ministry, but there are some people that give dirty looks to children. There are. <laughs> yeah. You don't want them around the kids. I don't want them giving yeah. dirty looks right. to my grandchildren. Exactly. Um, but this is always going to be a need in the church and to, to rely on just the parents who have the little kids to do it makes it hard. And, right. what I, and I love, you know, at the door, um, at least in Sun River, because we have we don't have a lot of young people in, in Lapine, but but a lot of the people that are manning the nursery and helping in the Sunday school classes and stuff are the grandparents. Yeah, they're, they're grandparents. Um, older they're people older that people. have done their time. Yep. yep, they have no stake in it, but they have a heart for it. Still. Yeah, yeah, it's red. But they, I would they do say, have a stake in it, just a different kind of stake. Like they they realize that they sure. that they mm. ultimately because of their you know yeah <laughs> you know, they, they, they realize they have some other stake because of the church. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if if you have a heart. And an understanding of the importance of youth and and families being a part of the church, then sure. hopefully you know you're kind of willing to put your money where your mouth is yeah. and, and help serve in that area. Yep. Yeah, this has been a big one in our context lately as we see yep. changes happen in our congregation. We see more younger families come and more babies being born, and it's um it's a hill to climb. So help us climb it. Yep. Yep. All right. There you go. That are we so done? Bad. Yeah. Keep going. When you are on vacation or otherwise far from home, make it a point to visit a church. Do you guys do this? I'll read the rest of it. But. Yeah. Okay. If you can, try to make it a church that is true and strong, uh, that is true and strong, but quite a lot different from your own. That might, that's weird. Uh, you will learn a lot about how Christians worship in ways uh, that are the same, but different. You may even spot a strength or a custom that you would like to take back to your own church. It's definitely something I, I actually enjoy doing is when we go away on vacation or whatever you want to call it. I love visiting a different church just to have a different worship experience and see a different expression of worship, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, the next three kind of all go together and um, he talks about, well, I'm just saying that yeah. the hard part is the third one's talking about how we approach that, yes. you know? Um, if you come with the, the right attitude of, of coming to learn and coming to experience something different than you're yes. used to and, and you're open to kind of something as opposed to just being a critical jerk, right? which yes. I'm pretty good at. Yes. I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good at being a critical jerk <laughs> Are you? when I go places and see things uh, that aren't what I'm used I to. I learn or, new things about you every day. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know this. <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so, so this one, this is something you guys enjoy doing. Like I legitimately, and I'm not, We'll get to that one. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not critical when I walk into these. Yeah, I, I don't know how you can't be when you're you've been a pastor at the same place right, for right. a long time and you do something a certain way for a long time and you have reasons for why you right. do it. There's no way you can walk in completely objectively. Agreed. Right. Okay. But well, being critical is yeah, not a bad we'll, thing. Yeah. Being a critical jerk is a bad thing. Yeah. Right. So we should always be critical. You know, we, we're yes. always critiquing things. Yes. Um, you can critique in a positive way. Yes. Right. That, that's yeah. You, you can know, critique yes. to build up. Yeah, we're pretty good. What at can we? What can I learn? You know, what are they doing good? What are they? What are they For doing sure. that we're not doing? I mean, I'm always thinking along those lines too. Sure. But I tend to focus on the stuff that's bugging me more. Right. <laughs> how, how many? How many other? I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I kind of do. How many other churches have you guys walked into like in the last year? In the last year, maybe, maybe none. <laughs> When's the last time I don't you guys? The last time that I vacationed on a Sunday. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I haven't. I'm sure we have. I just can't Sunday. think of the last time you know that that happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, in the last year, just haven't you know been around enough to. But I definitely have, have walked into other churches. Yeah, you know, yeah in the yeah, past yeah. and those kinds of things. Or you go somewhere and you get a friend who's a pastor somewhere. You know, you go check out their service. You've yeah. done those kinds of things. Yeah, I got to go up to like uh, uh, the gathering. In Madras, yeah, yeah. me and Carrie had a had a week off, and I just told you guys like, "Hey, is it cool if we go up here?" And you guys were like, "Yeah," and it was it was like rad, yeah, to you know just walk into a different um, worship service with people that love Jesus, and you know it was neat. Yep, it was a good change. Um, all right, I'm gonna move then because, like you said, these are all connected. When you're on have, vacation, have you been into other churches in the past year? Um, I can't think. No, of well, you just said that you're never gone on Sundays, so I thought that was your answer. Like you're never away that. on a Sunday. You no, know, I've been, I've been here. You, I've been here on Sundays. <laughs> that's generally so. true, I think, for all of us. We're, we're not gone <laughs> yeah. on Sundays often. I mean, I go. I've, well, I've been in the three R location and I've been in the Lapine location. Once yeah. in a while, you'll you'll <laughs> yes. get, Once in a while, you'll get asked maybe to guest speak somewhere, which kind of sure. counts but doesn't count, right? Because you're not complete. You're preoccupied with this this thing you have to do. Right. This, you're working. Yeah, so yeah. you're not like just sitting I there enjoying that and, when you're not working. That's still, how still I took to church it. So that's that. That was the gathering yeah. one because I've got to go to a couple <clears throat> churches, but only one has been where I could be a complete spectator right. and nothing was expected of me, and it was rad. Yeah. Like it was just a cool thing to do. All right, cool. Uh, when uh, what is this? This one starts off the same way. When you are on vacation or otherwise far from home in a co- in a country, Jad, that does not speak English. Make it a point to visit a church. So now we're talking about cross-cultural experiences. In all likelihood, there is someone in the church who speaks English and who can help you get settled. You will be surprised and encouraged by how much you can still participate and how uh, by how much you can still benefit, even when you barely understand a word. Worship is a universal language. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to a different country once. It was southern Idaho. And uh, it, was, it was a Spanish-speaking <laughs> congregation, and it was they had a translator there, and yeah. it, was, it was weird, but like super cool. Yeah, like I totally remember that experience. It was rad. I've been, been to, so we've taken a couple of trips to Cambodia, and I've been to church services there. And um, like I remember uh, one time they had a um, you could download an app on your phone where they would translate this. So you had somebody over in the corner over here, like speaking into a little <clears throat> uh, setup with a microphone who was translating the sermon, and then you could, from a mobile app, tune in gotcha. with your headphones and hear an English translation. Gotcha. Um, but, like, the whole building was made out of concrete, and it just echoed. Like, the sound was terrible. I mean, just, it was hard to hear mm. because of just all the concrete noise bouncing around. Mm. But, like, it was a cultural thing for them and what they were used to. Sure. I wasn't used to that, um, but it's what they So were it sounded like our community room downstairs. Oh, far, far or, or the Lapine. Far worse. Okay. Okay. Just noise bouncing every off of every surface, right? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was a cool experience. Yeah. You know, to get to see how these people do things. And That's why I was poking at you when I read yeah. this, is you, you have the, the Cambodia thing in your pocket. Yeah. So you've probably experienced a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over there. I or, love yeah. seeing, the, you know, whether we've been to Mexico, we've seen uh, some African church services, mm-hmm. and um, the level of enthusiasm, I guess we would say, <laughs> as, as compared to our very toned down yeah. way of doing, you know, yeah. worship is, is kind of uh it's uncomfortable for me because it's not my, my nature, but sure. it's kind of like, man, these people are really into this. Sure. And, and you, you hear criticisms a lot of like people get more excited to go to a football game than they, they do to church. They're like to that level of excitement. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and it's kind of neat. They're really excited about worshiping and it, and it does, you know, I wish that we could be a little bit freer sometimes, but for sure. you know, yeah. If you guys were in a, in a place like, let's say Italy, on vacation, would you 
and there was no Protestant church around, would you go into a Catholic church there? Well, I mean, I would just as a student, yeah, yeah. Um, just to see what's going on. I agree um, with that. Not necessarily to to get my worship because that would be in Latin, obviously <laughs> over there, probably. Um, yeah. yeah, when we, when we, I was really hoping that when we went to Scotland and Ireland um, this last year, that uh, we could go to a church yes. and experience it, and we didn't get a chance to. Uh, Bad there person. Was, there was there was one church we found on a Sunday that we. You're not a good churchman. Yeah, I was. I felt <laughs> bad. I really wanted to, and we and they were willing to. Everybody, was, we didn't have it on the itinerary, but everybody was willing to accommodate it. I really wanted to see yeah. what it was like there, and the one opportunity we had on a Sunday, that church didn't meet that day, which was weird. Huh. Um, so it was. Did they have a blizzard? No, it was their normal. Their <laughs> normal Scotland. schedule was okay. not. It wasn't that day for some reason. I don't understand it, but gotcha. But that would have been cool. Scottish yeah. Church, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, I again, I, I don't know how much different you know um, the, the message would have been, but you would have understood it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. sure. But mostly, they speak kind of like, sort of like English, um, <laughs> more, more than we do probably. But yeah, but it would have been fun um, yeah. just to just to go experience a whole different culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love the idea that the church is. You know, we Universe. just think we just tend to think of what totally. the Church of America is, totally. and, and this is it. And it's like, no, there's so much more. We live in our little bubble, dude. Yeah, yeah. and that's I, I think that's why he's bringing it up, yeah. like as a good thing to do, so we can get out of our bubble yeah. for a second, yep. and know that Christ is global, and the need for Christ is global, and therefore the worship of Christ is global. And right. we're all going to be together. We're going to be together with these people for an eternity. Yeah, um, probably speaking different but the same language. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think about too on our trips to Cambodia that you know there have been times where we've done kind of unconventional type you know participated in you know what we would consider unconventional you know type church services and so one time we uh, you know went out to this village that was out in the jungle um, not a huge population at all and, and you know we're, we're sitting on the floor you know in somebody's you know kind of shanty you know almost a lean to you know type of a shack you know holding a church service with just a handful of people yeah and just a cool it was a cool experience like that's again normal for them you know for me unconventional thing and this is weird but for them this is what they do yeah how do you worship this way right right yeah, yeah where's the band where's, yeah where's the coffee where's yeah, the seats with cushions on them? right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh when visiting a church that is not your own back to this print do your best to attend as an observer rather than a judge which is, I think, harder for us than it is. For I'm, not tra- I'm not tracking with yeah. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come again? Yeah. Uh, some elements may appear strange. That's to put it nicely. Or even wrong. That's to put it bluntly. Uh, but if you pay close attention and ask good questions, you may find that each element makes sense within the context of that church. So I did this this last year. I went and spoke somewhere, but um, it was... It was weird for me, the church. It was uh, like I. There were reasons I think why I went in more as a judge, but yeah, I had a hard time not judging it, and I felt like they weren't helping me. <laughs> but when I was able to sit back afterward and reflect on it as an observer, a lot of that stuff made sense within that context of what kind of church that was and who it was mostly made up of and the history of it and all that stuff. And it was like, you know what? It's it's fine. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. That's it's hard. It. It's hard as a pastor not to be kind of just aware aware of this. Sure. You know, coming in kind of in a judgy way because we do have definite ideas on why we do things the way we do them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even convictions on you know why we do what we do. Right. Like yeah. Reasons. When you see things that are that you really that, that appall you or that you're just kind of fed up with in, in the American church, especially. Yeah. Um, and it's just going on. It, there's something about it that just turns your stomach and for sure. Um, so it's hard sometimes, but 
but hopefully we can go on with that. Like what, what can I learn? What, what can I take away from this? That's, you know, um, I don't know. It's harder. It's harder to do as a pastor sometimes. Than no doubt. When I, I was totally just a, when I wasn't a pastor and I was just a churchgoer, I didn't, yeah. I didn't do it that right. way. But as no. a pastor, I'm pretty bad about it. Totally right. agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to sure. turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's also good. times yeah. when you're pleasantly surprised. You know, you go in and you see, oh, for sure. like, wow, this is a really cool, genuine kind yeah. of a group of people that are, you know, it's different than us, but it's still part of, you know, what's pleasing to God as totally. far as worshiping in spirit and truth the way we're supposed to and all that. And Yeah. yeah. I mean, the battle as pastors is that, you know, we're in a position in our church to dictate how things go. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of our, our job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, to our earlier, you know, comments like we have reasons and convictions you know for why those things are the way that they are and so it's hard when you go somewhere else to to not critique and judge because well i would i would do that not only would i do that differently i do that differently, yeah, sure. right yeah. um but there there is a value in you know trying to be a student and learning and you know well, why why do they do it that way and, and even if it's something that i may not at the end of the day um, you know like i may land somewhere else yeah you know like it's still a good thing to to try to learn and yeah um you know the reasons for why people do what it's it's do. good for us to remember that there's you there's almost always actually a reason like yeah. it's not just arbitrary right. like there's right. usually a reason behind why a a, a worship service is right. the way that it is in yeah. a specific place just like place. we have our convictions the other guy has yeah. his convictions i'm sure right? very rarely it's just because they did something and i never sure. asked why although that happens sometimes too well but i was going to say that that's even something we have to it's maybe more important for us as pastors to to do that right here yeah. and, and to think about why are we doing the things that we're doing um, is this still the way we should be doing them? Is this working? Is this not working? I mean, right. you, you can lose your objectivity and you totally. just kind of start doing yeah. the church the way we've always done Well, things it. can change too. For sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, as time moves on and your congregation starts to um, kind of look different and maybe reform in a different way, it's like this doesn't make sense like it did right. at this time. Yeah. So, yeah, even stopping and saying, what are we communicating to people when yeah. they walk in? And, and what are they, when they walk in, what are they perceiving and, yes. what, you know, what's being spoken to them? And yes. right. not, not from the pulpit, but, I mean, you know, like what they see and yes. how they're greeted and all those things. I think I, yeah. I like that we, like part of what we do is that, that missional component where we're always interested, not just in like the congregants and where they're at, but also it, as the person who's walking into the church for the first time yeah. that has a set of presuppositions that's kept them from walking into a church. Yeah. Are, are there ways that we can help shoot some of those down? And yeah. so we try to look right. through the lens also of that, uh, the visitor, right? Yep. That's walking in. Yeah. So it's well, a good and maybe one, maybe a good way to do that too is to visit another church. Like we've already there talked you about, go. right? Like to well, kind of put do. yourself yeah. in that position yeah, of, sure. you know, walking into another church that's not like yours for the first time. Exactly. Sure, that's right? what I mean by is it's hard not to be judgy as a pastor when you yeah. walk into a church. Cause I'm always thinking of those things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's good to reevaluate things sometimes, and that can help us is by uh, visiting other churches and being uh, observant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As soon as the worship service ends, make it your goal to meet someone that you have never met <clears throat> or to spend time with someone you barely know. You can catch up with your close friends later. Um, I like this one because yeah. I always. I, Me too. I, 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 and I don't care if it's a church service or a church event. Right. Whenever you've got a group of people around that that you don't usually see, but yep. they're there, like, flock, your... flock to the new people. Yep. Flock you did, to the you new didn't people. read the last sentence, and I like it. Oh, d- um, uh, the first HTTPS No, the end of that phrase. <coughs> oh, he says the first two minutes in the first two minutes matter the most. Oh, the first two minutes. So he's saying that the, when the church service the ends, you've got. Am I missing that? Mine says the first two minutes matter most. Yeah. So when you the service ends immediately. 
because those people are heading for the door. No, they're going to be gone. Especially oh, yeah. the new people that they're, you know, they're moving. I wouldn't out. even give them ten, two minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. You've, you've got a ninety-second window. Yeah. But here's the problem: <laughs> is a pastor, especially the guy that preached that day, is not going to be able to get there in two minutes. To, exactly. Right? That's why we need the person sitting next to him. Yes. You know, to to take it upon themselves to say, "I need to meet these people, greet them, make sure they know that yeah. we noticed them, we saw them." We and, need some you know, tacklers at the door. Though. We do. <laughs> and like that person's a new tackler. And this is. We've said this before, but um, when the pastor finishes his sermon, we invite people to come up for prayer. If there's somebody new here, come up and meet us. We say things like that often. Uh, don't be that person that we talk to every week that's been at the church for 10 years that comes up and takes that time away. Yes. You know, uh, sure. you don't talk, hijack us right you away. You can meet us during the week. We'll go grab coffee. Give us that opportunity. Again, yes. if you've got prayer, hang back for a little bit. Yes. You know, come up, but yeah. make sure that we've got that opportunity to meet those new people. Because yes. sometimes I'll try to make a beeline for the new couple that I see sitting over that I've never yes. met before. Right. Um, but also, congregant, go grab sure. that new person. Yep. Because um, yep. you can hold them there long enough for us to get there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or hey. even bring bring them to introduce them to the pastors. You know, that's a cool thing. Yeah. People do that. So, yeah, invite well. them to your home group. You know, find ways to get them connected right yeah. away. All those things are important. But I, I love this. Um, make Even if it's somebody that you, you've seen in the church for a year you've never met, that counts too. Totally. Even though it's going right. to be awkward, totally. you're going to walk up and be like, I, you know, I, I should know your names. I'm sorry. We have to do that sometimes, and it is awkward. But remind me of your name again. You have to do that sometimes? Not as much as other guys, <laughs> maybe. But <laughs> some some people have to do it. Yes, I do. But it's it's a cool idea to try to meet somebody you've never met before every week. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And I think the cool thing about our church in particular is I, I don't think that we're going to be accused of a church that somebody would come in and didn't get to meet somebody. Like no, for sure. Our, our church does a good job <clears throat> of it ha- that. It's happened. Right. Um, I mean, it can always be better, right? We can always improve yeah, sure. that. But I, but I think, you know, we have some people that are pretty conscious about this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. We do. It's good. Yeah. All right. Final. Final. It's in the title today. The older you get and the more uh, your children move away from your home, city, and church, the more you will treasure sitting in church with your family. So learn to enjoy it while your children are young rather than dread it or complain about it. These are the good old days, and the time will come when you find yourself wishing that they would return. I really like that. I do too. And yeah. I, and true, it just true, immediately true brings back memories yeah. of even me as a kid sitting with my mom and my dad through all those church services. Sure. Um, on the other side of it, and what that meant to me, even though at the time I was just watching the clock. And it reminds me of having our kids sitting yes. in church with us when they were little and, and experiencing that together as a family. Yeah. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, and, and again, I'm you know, sorry if we're ruffling feathers, but this is why we have this idea of, that integration is so important. Yes, right. Kids with their parents, part Matters. of the, in, in the church service yep. with them, sitting with them, um, sitting as part of the family, belonging, all of that is so, it's important. It yep. matters. Agreed. And it's why we're not going to stop um, saying that you have permission to keep your kids in with you. Yep. So, yes, there's Sunday school. They may go there now. They can follow someone back there, but they don't have to. Right. They can also sit with you. Yep. yep. And, yep. and both, both are valid. Both are important. I, you know, I'm not yes. saying that, you know, that's No, the parent the has to make the decision. Right. But right. It, it's a big deal yeah, to, a big to deal. get your family to church every <clears throat> week, especially, you know, dads. Yep. Get your families to church every week. Make that make that a priority. Uh, make church the special thing that your family does, right. and build up the beauty of it. You know, this is something that is naturally um, just beautiful to God, and it should be beautiful to us. This and, is why you know. this is why I think I brought this up 
like right after I read this was was my brain going back to when I was a kid. Yeah. Is because at the time I could care less and it was boring at times. But now that I'm older and I reflect on all those hours spent sitting next to my parents, even when the preacher the the, the preacher went long or songs right. were kind of weird, um, those are those are seriously fond memories that speak more than I thought they ever would to sure. me now. Yeah, cool. Now. It's something that matters so much that's solidified in my life and has just a ton of value and meaning. Yeah. Even though at the time, it, it was kind of a bummer in ways for a kid. It means something now. Right. It's funny. You think about times around the family dinner table and uh, that importance, you know, that we sometimes totally. we don't have that anymore. This is one of those to me. It's, it's, it's similar to that. This is time in church together. Yep. Sure. Um, yep. One of the, really, you know, part of the disconnect, you know, with, um, you know, kids as they get older leaving the church is that, you know, they're segregated for their whole life in the church as a kid. Yes. Yeah. Um, and not that Sunday school or youth groups are, you know, they're, they're, those are good things that, you know, that we need to encourage and foster. But when you, you know, segregate a kid until they're 18, it's no wonder that they leave the church because they haven't been integrated, you know, Correct. Been segregated, you know, the whole time. And so there, there's a value, um, you know, just for that reason. And, you know, kids being a part of, of big church and, you know, sitting in the service and, Yep. Uh, as we've talked about, you know, in, in, in the past of, you know, adults investing, you know, in their life and mm-hmm. um, you know, yep. keep, keeping kids in the church, I think is a team sport. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Amen. For sure it is. Yeah. Okay. That's the end of the Challies list. We're done. Now we're it starting only... with the Thompson list? Well, no, I'm just going to throw a tactic. <laughs> These are a little different. They still have to do with the church, but uh, uh, they're going to be a little bit different in nature. But I'm just going to tack a couple of these on at the end. Oh, yeah, we got time. Yeah, all right. We're doing good. So, so if yeah. we're to if we're to go from the like ultra ground level observations thoughts <clears throat> on the church and kind of zoom out, what are your thoughts on the state of the church in general, like overall um, today? Are you encouraged by the state of the church today? Why are you disturbed? <laughs> Why or concern? <laughs> yes and yes. Let's start with <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with concern, so that we can end on a positive note. Oh. What are some <laughs> of your concerns with the state of the church today, or what are some of your concerns with the state of the church today? We've been talking about one this morning, even where just social media. I'll just start has just um, made us, um, I think, just more apt to bite and devour each other. Right? right? There's a bigger display of disunity. That's like a concern to me. And it's not, so it's not like that stuff hasn't always been there, but it's always been on micro levels rather than a macro level. Right. And now it's just, it just looks so ugly. All right, there. Yeah, that's definitely disturbing. Yeah. Um, the ugliness that you, that you just see, the way we treat each other and, and the lack of grace and compassion. Yeah. Um, but there's also the other side of that is that there's a lot of compromise going on in the church today. And That's so, being exposed. Yeah, and, and it does need to be called out. You know, when we see people that aren't holding to the scriptures or that are compromising in, in, in different ways that are, you know, problematic. We, there's this um, pretty funny thing we, we've been looking at recently um, called The Holy Nope, and it's on Instagram. It's on Twitter, and it's this guy that makes these videos, and it's like him, you know, grabbing his Bible, heading out the door. I'm going to church today. I got my Bible. And then he, he cuts to a scene of some horrific church service that crazy things are going on in. And then he, you know, <laughs> he, he closes the door and goes, nope. nope. Or he's sitting in church, same type, type of thing. Yeah. The the bummer of it is this dude appears to have endless material yeah. to work right. with. And it's not, um, it's not unusual to yeah. see just bizarre things happening in the church, so to speak. And it's disturbing. Yeah. 
it's, it's just, funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. Right. Because what he's showing is so ridiculous that it is a bit comedic, actually. It's like, but at the same time, when you realize these are real things happening in real churches all over the place. Well, not real churches, sad. unfortunately. Okay. All the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know what you're But saying. I mean, in, in real yeah. gatherings, yeah, okay, yeah. that think they're the church. Well, things that are coming under the banner of no, what we call the yeah. church or yep. what we call Christianity. Sure. And, and this is the problem is it's become so diluted. When you sure. when you factor in the compromise that's taking place and what people actually hold sure. to as far as the, the core beliefs, it's not even fair to call them Christian. Sure. Sure. And yet, the world doesn't understand that or know it. So, no. so sometimes when we see the biting and devouring that's going on, what it looks like, you know, that, it, it's really just protection of... of truth and protection of orthodoxy sometimes yes. sometimes not always right, sometimes yes. it's just straight up ugly but. sometimes it's a it's a couple big power trips colliding. but the watching world doesn't necessarily see or know the difference or understand agreed so, right so that's been the disturbing part of it yeah for, for me. sure yep agreed for yeah. sure any other concerns yeah. mm-hmm. um, i mean my soapbox is always just consumerism in the church yeah no, you it's, know it's yeah. just it's a bummer that you know our whole for many people, their approach to sure. church is like, what's in it for me? And for nothing sure. more than that. And, and certainly there is something in it for you, but, you know, um, yeah, just consumerism in the church. Is that something you think was was always there? Oh, I think, Like yeah. ever since Pentecost, ever since I'm, the church I'm sure started. it's always, you know, been yeah. there to varying degrees. Because I think we see know. that even the, in the epistles. A lot, right. like if you break down a lot of what Paul was dealing with in his letters to these different churches, right. it would go under the banner of consumerism. Yeah, I, I mean, that. as soon as the church was formed, you know, Paul's writing letters correcting yeah, things. Sure. I mean, what does that tell us about our human yeah. nature? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's definitely a, you know, a discouraging thing. And, and, you know, something that we have talked a lot about is just, you know, the, the conflation of, you know, our politics into the church, mm-hmm. um, you know, is discouraging. Um, I agree with know, that. Yeah, of, that was the other one I had. That, <laughs> yeah. that obviously, like, stood out to me front and center when you can unpack that yeah. if someone doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and not that, I mean, you know, politics matter, but yeah. it's just, you know, we, we've, we've you know, conflated what the role of the church is and what the role of the Christian is in society. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a bummer. Well, we, we've actually made a, we've drawn a line. Um, or erased the line. Well, I mean, I mean I'm thinking of the line oh. we've drawn in regards to who we're trying to reach with yes, the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Like you've got the good people yes. and the bad people, and, and we, we're saying it's the conservative, you know, pe- people with their, you know, their politics yeah. are conservative versus their politics are liberal. Yeah. And, and it's almost like we've forgotten half of the people we're supposed to be yes. right, reaching with the gospel, which is the answer to what fixes things, yes, exactly. not the political yes, stuff. Right. But then when you look at the social issues that are going on, cultural issues that, that are, need to be addressed and, you know, that are evil, yes. um, there's a lot of things like that that the church does need to stand yes. up and, and say something right. about. Yes. And so so you can't avoid being political on right. one hand, but on the other hand, you, yeah. you don't need to draw this hard line. Right. Um, right. There, there's sometimes. a way to do it that's honoring yeah. Yeah. God in a way to do it that just you know, puts a black eye on the church. Yeah. So, so missionally, we've drawn a line yeah. of people that were willing to bring the gospel to and not bring the gospel to. And then as a church, in a lot of ways in America, we've erased the line of what's Christian oh, yeah. and and what's political. Yeah. <laughs> and correct. we've thrown it all into a blender and called it Christianity. Right. Yeah. So there this line actually needs to go back up and people need to like kind of sure. get to know get familiar with that. And yeah. and this one needs to come down. Yeah. 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 I mean, as much as I'm, you know, like the Second Amendment, it's not necessarily a Christian issue, yeah. right? And we've made it a, made it a, you know, sort of a Christian issue, sure. you know, in a way that's not. Well, sure. and there's this this sure. idea that it, as as America goes, so Christianity goes. Yeah, right. And it's like no, not true. That's not true at no, all. Not true. Again, do we want to see? We're going to come back to this. Yeah, that just drives me crazy. It's like yes. the, yeah. the the church is alive and well. Yes. And, and you know, again, I love America. I yeah. want to see, you know, well, there's a lot of things I would love to see happen here, but 
but it doesn't make a, a difference um, as far as what the church is doing or where it's going or, right. or what its final hope is. Well, let's just um, shift so, to that now. You know, encouraging things about the state of the church. I mean, that, that would be first and foremost is that um, like gates of hell still aren't going to prevail, right? Well, yeah, that's like exactly it's what I was still growing, say. even right. though like even in America, like people are still being saved by the real gospel, even though we're going downhill, quote unquote. You know, right. like like Jesus still wins, the gospel still wins, right? Right. His yeah, the church the church is prevailing and succeeding, pre- yeah, even and when well. we even when we don't necessarily understand that it is, yes, right, because. Because it's Christ Church, yes. and and so you know there was there's the whole large scope of things we're in the world all around right now. We're there's you know like Glenn talks about Africa and what's going on there. There's a lot of good things going on yes. in the church worldwide. Yes. Right. Um, you could even have like an uh, uh, what do they call it a optimistic you know end times view. You know, post mill people talk about that. There's there's looks like something's happening here. Yeah. But in America, especially you're seeing like this, this weird darkness. Yes. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like no. you were, you were kind of looking yeah. at, I think it's not. Um, yeah. There, there's a sense it, in which kind of like the line being drawn is a positive thing. Like yeah. it might seem, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, weird that, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the churches that maybe we wouldn't affirm seem to be flourishing and maybe churches that we would affirm might not be out at the forefront, sure. but it's becoming clearer and clearer as, as there's a line drawn of, you know, who, who are Christ and who are not. Mm-hmm. And at yep. the end of the day, you know, that's, even though it might not seem like a good thing, it, it's a good thing. It, it, it's totally a good thing. I, I like that this is going to sound horrible, but we've said it before. Like one of the things I'm encouraged by here in our context in this nation is that, because things have gone downhill a little bit and evil is louder than it's been before and even championed the gospel i think has legs i think it has um it more value now when it's heard there's a lot of people now that live in this nation this once called christian nation that have never heard the gospel that's exciting to me that there's this whole um there's this whole other deep and wide story of of love that people have never heard before that actually yeah. causes heads to turn when they hear it for the first time. So I love that the gospel, I think it, the, the light is brighter yep. as the darkness right. gets darker. And, uh, and then the other thing is even, um, I was just thinking about this yesterday. There was a time in this, in this town when people would say, where should I go to church? And this is going to sound bad, but this was, in my reformed thinking, my Christ-centered, gospel-centered thinking and theology, where it was like, I don't, like, nowhere. <laughs> where you couldn't find a reformed church, okay? Which I, which I would just call a, a biblical church. Right. And um, now we've got a few, man. Like, there's a, there's a few places now, almost in any town in Central Oregon, that you can point to and go like, oh, you can go here. You can go here. Yeah, yeah. You can go here. And, and so, like, I, I love that there's uh, just a, be- a better uh, caliber of theology in some of the churches compared to what used to be like 10, like 15 or 20 years ago. I I think that's neat. I think that's encouraging. And I think that's something that's reflective of what's gone on across America, not just in Oregon, where there's been a, 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 what do you call it? Like a a resurgence of reformed theology and appreciation for it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's good. Okay. Is that it on those? Yeah, I think so. What are some of the greatest, uh, did we just do that? What are some? Maybe this is different. It's kind of the same. What are the? What are some of the greatest dangers slash challenges the church is facing today? I think we already kind of 
alluded to this. Yeah, I think just a general answer would be just a focus on the wrong thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that, that kind of pull for for our time and attention. What do you I'm, mean by that? Jeff? I'm thinking of a specific situation, okay. which maybe we'll talk about next week. No, but yeah, yeah. but I, this idea that um, we have to remain holy, and you know that we want purity in the church. We yeah. want we want this, but we also want to make sure that um, there's always this grace and compassion. Right. And the church. Well, that's part sure, of holiness. Yes, it you is. You actually can't separate but, it. But what, yeah. what we find very often right now is is somebody that's that they're all about this this holiness stuff, and there there's no grace or compassion at all. And, and then you've got this other extreme yep. where it's all about grace and compassion, yep. and there's no holiness. Yep. And if if we can as a yep. as a church find a way to, to I think do it's because we don't those. understand they're the same thing. <laughs> if, if, if we're if we're dealing with grace the way that the Bible gives yeah. it to us, and compassion the way that Jesus gives it to us. Um, that is holiness, <laughs> to walk in sure, it and yeah. dispense it the way that he means it. And I think the problem yeah. is that we, we parse. We, again, we, we, put, we draw a line, and we, we tend to have team this or team that right. because we're all wired differently, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, right. you're right. Yeah, and the church should be kind of above the fray in a lot of these things no, totally, where dude. we're not above the fray. Totally. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, you don't want to talk about what you're talking about, right? We're going to go into this next uh, week? Probably next week. It's, okay. uh, it's something we can give them a, a – a heads up, I guess, if we want to, but okay, you know, there's just been a big controversy right now about a famous pastor who made a statement about um, whether or not a grandma should attend a gay wedding, and and just to see the the flurry of, yes. you know, kind of whatever you want to call it. And it was not a statement it. for all Christians everywhere no. to do this. It was a statement specifically, yeah. a conversation he was having with one specific lady, yeah. knowing her context. Okay, but it's just brought up a lot of this. Yeah, the, the, what I'm feeling, you know, we all kind of uh, we all feel a little exhausted by everything we've been watching right. and seeing about it right now. And, and it's, um, yeah, it's been more ugly than anything yeah. yep. else to me. For sure. What are some of the greatest encouragements or bright spots? I mean, this is probably, never mind. We already answered that. <laughs> we already answered that. Uh, how do we on a local level help foster and, um, the strengths of some of what we just talked about, things that are going on, and, and combat the weaknesses or the negatives of some of what we just talked about? So in our church, um, I mean, obviously there's things that we're challenged by that we see in the church overall. We just talked about some of those. How do we, um, do we, on practical levels, help put that gate up? I think we go onto social media and just slam people that don't think (laughs) like us. That's the best way to do it. We talked about this last week, right? (laughs) Like why we don't have a social media presence. (laughs) We're not stealing. That was sarcasm for those that didn't pick it up. Are, are you, I don't know if you're talking about it in the way we, we view I'm other churches. I'm talking about us as pastors in this local congregation dealing with some of the challenges that we just see in the church as a whole. How do we okay. like protect? Well, what I was going to mention real quickly is that I love that we can unify with, with like-minded churches around us. Oh, right. sure. There's That's something churches don't do well. And so when yeah, we, where were you yesterday, Brent? Oh, with the Lapine Pastor's Lunch. There you go. I was bing, like, bing, what bing, did I do wrong? Ching, 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 ching. Yeah. Um, but... I will say this that, and this is where it gets weird. Unity is wonderful if truth is right is you know there as well. Where am I going to be tomorrow, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. There, yep. There's times when you can't unify yep. it, because the truth isn't isn't agreed upon, and so that this is really a challenge all the time. And, and is it you know, if, if we can be unified. It's a fantastic thing for the world to see. It's a fantastic thing for the community to see. It's good for the church, you know, because we're all not, not all churches are going to do things, you know, right. the same way. That's a strength. Right. But if truth isn't there, yep. 
right? You know, it just, ugh. and we're talking about yeah. not small things, but things that matter significantly. Yeah, foundational, in the Bible. foundational things yeah. in, in God's word. Right. That there's too many churches out there. There's a lot of churches we would never recommend somebody go to or send somebody to yep. because the, the foundational basics aren't really there or agreed upon. Yep. Yeah. And, and so it looks ugly sometimes to speak out against those things, but again, to be unified over things that aren't biblically accurate or correct, that you can't have that. Roger yeah. that. So yeah, and I think you know, for us as pastors, I mean, we're always you know, the three of us trying to to call our people to a, a biblically uh, solid, you know, understanding there you of go. the things. And, and then there's probably lots of churches that would say that they're doing that. Yeah. But but I think one of the best things we can do is just to teach our people, um, you know, how to interpret the Bible and and how to stand on truth, so we model it. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and continually, kind of like we always do remind people that like this is the main thing not not this other you know hot button topic in Correct. society that, that Christ is the main thing yeah. and constantly redirect right yeah to the constantly main thing. redirecting that's right. a good way to put it yeah i think i think that that's uh, the, probably the most practical way that we um, encourage some of the things that we love in the church and and block or obstruct some of the things that right. are challenges is, is simply by what we teach and that's right. what i love about you guys i, tr- yeah. I just we we um uh, we all have a conviction of faithful teaching of dividing the word of truth um, carefully and in a proper sure. way so that it's it's both warning yep. as well as encouraging. Yeah. But even even stupid things like this podcast, talking about what we're talking about right now, talking about what yeah. we talk about all the time on this platform is part of that uh, education, yeah. that ongoing education of what's dangerous, yeah. Yeah. what's um, what we should be doing or chasing uh, that maybe we're not. Um, I think this is just a really good way to do yeah. that. So, well, I yeah. think we can teach people how to, how to charitably disagree with yeah, things. For, I mean, exactly. none of us are on social media, you know, screaming no. out at the issues of society and slamming people and, and no. owning people and, yeah. you know, th- those <laughs> kinds of things. And so I think as pastors, we can kind of set a tone. Yeah. I do have um, a name you, you know, guys don't know about on Facebook, so I can do all that. <laughs> William, <good>. Wallace? <laughs> William Wallace, bro. <laughs> yeah. Davy Crockett. And, and not that we do it perfectly, yeah. but, but, you know, we, but we can kind of lead in that way and, and model. For uh, sure. You know, how, how to do or not do things. For sure. Uh, in a good way. Okay, bonus question. we got to shut this down. Final thought. And this is a little bit different. Um, but I just think it's worth mentioning because the, the more that our society gets darker and godless and Christless, we are seeing a narrative, and I think we've seen it for a while now, that the church is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. gone from people that are just like, that's fine for them, but it's it's doesn't mean anything to me, to now like, the church is actually a problem in society. Yeah. Uh, so final question, what difference or differences does the existence and the presence of the church on this world as it is make in the world? Um, so even, even for the God-hater or the, the self-proclaimed atheist, how do they benefit right now today from the very existence of the church on earth? Yeah, I was thinking of the, the the Keller quote you've mentioned before, but you know, if your church were to disappear from your community, would would anybody even notice or care? And, and so, hopefully, th- there there is an aspect of um, something that the church is bringing that's positive. So again, right. we're not going to compromise on what God's word teaches. Um, we're going to keep teaching that, but the way we treat people, the way we um, what you know, the, the things we do in the in the community and the culture around us. Sure. Um, that are ben, you know benevolence and and kind and caring and those kinds of things really do make a difference. They do. So yeah. we have to be salt and light. Yeah. You know that that can't that can't change. We have to be a place where hope is found and where like this kind of a you know, but a lot of that comes from how we treat people and what we do to benefit the people around us. For right. sure. So 
Yeah, one of this even goes back to you know keeping the main thing the main thing. So like the purpose that the church exists in the world yeah. is to shine the light of the gospel. Yep. Not not to fight for political power or you know not to own the bad people or things like that. That we're we're here to shine the light of the gospel. And so if that was removed from the world, yeah. um, you know the world would be a much darker place. Um, and, and it just happens to be that like God's plan is that the church is in the world even facing opposition and persecution and those kinds of things, continuing to shine the light of the gospel. For sure. Yeah, Yeah. when I just think of yeah. justice in general, I mean, even to bring it down a little closer to, yeah. to ground level, so much of what we enjoy as a society is a result of Christians, sure. of God-fearing people um, doing what they're doing. I mean, yeah. uh, if it wasn't for Christians, like even just adoption and adopted kids, like that number, those numbers would look a heck of a lot different sure. than, than they look, right? Um, science and all the advancements, those are Christians, you know? Yeah. Medical field and all the all advancements the over history. Relief agencies. Christians. Right. Educational you know. institutions, higher learning, formal education, Christians. I mean, just looking at just yeah. history and and the things that we enjoy that, that are in place are there mostly right. because of people that love Jesus. It but, would be but, weird to... But there's this ultimate thing of, of this unconditional love yes. of a God to towards sinners. Yes. That, that is what Jesus said. People are going to know you're the real deal when they see the way you love yeah. each other. Yep. Each other. Um, yes. They're going to know you're my disciples. They're yeah. going to know you're my followers. And this is the, the piece that you can't... You know, look, 1 Corinthians 13. I can do all this stuff, but if I don't have love... What the heck am I doing? Yeah, that was quite the paraphrase. But you you're know, an annoying <laughs> sound if you don't yeah, have. Yeah, and, and I think that the, if we're going to focus on the the one thing, you know, that that um, as far as our witness to the world, um, it's got to it's got to be steeped in this this agape love that yes that, that you know again it doesn't sure. mean, it doesn't mean tolerating sin it doesn't right. mean you know you just throw blinders on and let anything go right but the way we treat people and the way we love. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. love and, and a lot of the things yeah. you mentioned are motive. They were motivated by that. Right. Right. That was the motivation. Yes. You know, hospitals starting, release agency yes. starting. All these things were. It was the knowledge, the experience of a holy God loving a sinful person yeah. that made those now th- those sinful people that experienced it want to love other sinful people. Right. <laughs> and, and and point them to yes. you know when they see your good because works, of they'll this glorify yes. your, yeah. your father. That's what heaven. we're talking about. Yes. If the church disappeared right now, like this world would be in trouble. Right. Like I'm ra- not saying we're the great restrainer. Or <laughs> you mean the rapture? I'm not going. Th- I'm not going Thessalonians. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not. I'm not tipping my hand on what the restrainer is. But it would. This place would look different. Like this, yeah, yeah. If God re- removed the church, well, and I, I, I'd like to think that in both communities where our churches are located, um, that they that they, would, they would know something totally. that yeah, we're missing. That you know? Totally, um, and, and that's kind of you know. Hopefully, that's yeah. continues to totally. Be and, and if all this is true, then then it makes the church so much more than just an activity in which Dude, you participate. So much more, right? Yes. The, the church, you know, transcends you know so much. And yes, it's, it's something that you belong to that, that God is using yes. to, to spread His message throughout the world. Yeah, you're actually starting right. to to see kingdom realities right. in some of what we just right pointed out. Yeah, and even I, I, I took this article away for a rainy day on the podcast, but you know, a while back, Elon Musk signed on to somebody's tweet that said something to the effect of, you know, if the church was missing from the world or Christians were missing from the world, the world would be hosed or something along those lines. And <laughs> and even a guy like Elon Musk, who's you know, like, yeah, Knows it. agreed. Yeah. Right. It's just interesting that that even you know non Christians would recognize sure. the value of the church in the world. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Praise God. Hopefully that entire. List was helpful. Thank you, Mr. Challies. We know that you're always tuning in. And for, Mr. Thompson yeah. for the last few. 
Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right, one of you pray us out, and we'll be back next week. All right, I'll pray. God, thanks for today and uh, just the last few weeks where we could go through uh, a list and just share uh, some thoughts on the church. Pray that it's beneficial uh, to those that listen in. Uh, and I pray that you would help all of us to be uh, just better church members uh, as we understand more and more the value of the church and how you've instituted it and what you've instituted it to do uh, in the world. So help us um, just to be uh, committed not just to the church but to you and the work that you're doing in the kingdom. Um, and we ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. 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 See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.